1: What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, as always, Gianna. And today we have the opportunity of talking to Paul. Welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time.
2: Thanks for having me. It's an honor.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to get to know you, Paul. So um, let's jump right in and take us back to the beginning. Who are you? Where are you from? How did you find yourself in real estate?
2: Wow. The beginning of my real estate career was uh, graduated from college 1998 from FAU in Boca Raton, Florida, originally from Maryland. So this was my, actually, first job out of college. And even though the success rate isn't isn't as high as it should be, I'm still here 23 years later um, and uh, work in the Palm Beach County, Florida market, you know, and, uh, you know, blessed to have uh, a lot of successes along the road.
1: Absolutely. And Paul, you know, obviously you've been in real estate for over 20 years, so that means eXp wouldn't have been your first brokerage. So how were you introduced to eXp? You know, breaking up with brokerages is hard. So, um, you know, go into detail about that process and why you you opted to to make that move after so much experience in the industry.
2: Great question. So, uh, you know, I started off at Kai's company, uh, which I called you know, kind of aging myself, called off the newspaper ad, and uh, I got a job there. I was excited to get a job, even though I didn't realize they didn't pay any money. So I got Mm -hmm. my first job at um, Kai's company in 1998. Uh, I hooked up with one of the top agents in the area. He became my, you know, unofficial mentor. We opened up a mom and pop real estate company, which I stayed at for uh, five years. Um, Once I kind of outgrew the mom and pop system, um, I joined Remax in 2004, Uh, Had a very successful career there. Uh, Finished, you know, the number one ranked real estate broker in the state of Florida. And, you know, so I was there 14, 15 years. My vision was to kind of grow a team. I I really couldn't do it um, under the REMAX structure. The fees were were just too high to uh, attract the next generation of uh, successful agents. So somebody introduced me to um, eXp about four years ago. The, the day I heard about it, I, I didn't know much about it. I said, all right, great. I want to open up an office in Delray and, and uh, Boca. Let me buy a franchise. And he said, no, nah, it doesn't work that way. But you know, we did end up opening those offices, and that's kind of been our, one of our um, value-added propositions for the agents that join the team, um, even though you know, we, we pay for the office ourselves. They're not EXP. They're branch offices. And uh, it's been great. And, you know, we're coming up on my four-year anniversary, October 1st of uh, this year.
1: Awesome. That's that's really a great story, Paul. And now that you're over here, you know, EXP has these awesome benefits right so you can have up to three streams of income with that rev share stock options and you know of course selling homes um Mm -hmm. and then they've got that sense of collaboration they've got you know the the technology of the industry at your fingertips there for you as a resource so that being said you know um what's your favorite part about exp what keeps you here what keeps you from uh you know, swapping it to another brokerage. Calling well, I, I,
2: I can put this on record. I will retire at eXp. You know, it's, it's not as easy to walk away when you've got hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars coming into, into the system. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does give the influencers in the industry the chance to monetize their name where it used to be, for example, if they were interviewing somebody at Remax, they would say, why don't you, you know, join the Saperstein team without even me knowing about it. So they're leveraging my name in the background mm. here, you know, EXP is very, um, you know, uh, encouraging of self branding. So we're, we're basically doing that for them. And, um, you know, that my, my, I came here for the cap and, and, you know, it was just a huge pay increase, you know, from what I was doing at Remax and I, I fell in love with the people. So I, I came for the money, fell in love with the people and, And that's what keeps you here, the culture, uh, the collaboration, the referrals. It just, even though the company's virtual, if if you walked into our office, either our office in South Florida, you would think that it's not a virtual-based real estate company. You you will see and feel the love in the offices.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. And you know, I've had somebody correct me. It's not a culture here at EXP. It's a community. And um, I really liked to you know, share that with people because it's true. And, um, it just kind of speaks levels about the more like the morale and the, um, essence that exp gives off as a brokerage that you're not going to find at other places. And Paul, let's talk about your personal life. Right. So I'm sure you got family, friends, um, stuff you like to do outside of work, but real estate industry, it can swallow you whole if you let it, right. It can, you can be fielding phone calls at all hours of the day or setting up showing appointments every day of the week. So, um, you know, Paul, what, how do you draw that line? What do your boundaries look like?
2: Great question. So uh, I am married with three uh, beautiful wife, three lovely kids. Um, we actually this summer we got the first chance to be empty nesters for the first time in a long time. Wow! Little one's at sleepaway camp. Middle one moved to um, uh, started college, mm-hmm. and the old, older one bought his own house. So it's it's um it's been a great summer. Uh, the boundaries, you know, it, it takes years to. It, it's you know it's like you're spending money to get the phone to ring, but then when the phone rings, we have to decide whether or not to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you know, if you've been in the business long enough, like I have, you'll, you'll realize that 95% of your phone calls are not income I mean, you're not going to make money on them. Right. You don't know until you answer the call. I mean, but some of the other technology that I, that I have, you know, we're using different marketing phone numbers. So I do know when it's a lead, when it's a personal call. Um, you know, and I did shift about three years ago to hundred percent listing side. So I'm not really at the mercy of of the buyers or or listing agents anymore. So you kind of set your own destiny. And and that was kind of changing where, you know, you do have the entire MLS working for you instead of you working for them. So that that was the shift. And in, in, I mean, that's everybody's goal as a real estate agent. Residential real estate is become a listing agent. So and it, it's scary to to kind of, you know, take that leap of faith where you say, you know what, I'm going to do enough listings that I won't have to take out buyers unless they're family members. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, no more answering calls at dinner. Um, I do try to spend a lot of time with the wife and the kids on the weekends. Um, The agents on my team, you know, I I try to keep the phone calls from 8am to 5pm. Obviously it's an emergency. They'll text me. They're very polite, appreciative. Um, But yeah, it's it's um, the the boundaries aren't set in stone. And and obviously, you know, deals go off the rails. End of the month is busy. Monday is hectic. But it's, you know, just try to keep the consistency and, and, you know, know that you're available. I do have a uh, full time. um, He's actually a broker as well. So if I ever do need personal time, if I go on vacation, I do forward my phone. So at Mm -hmm. least somebody does answer the phone all the time. And you'd be surprised at how much business you get from answering your phone the, you know, somebody might call three or four agents like, oh my God, you're the first one to answer the phone. So I do pride myself in being available, but, um, you know, there, there definitely has to be a separation or the burnout rate can be extremely
1: high. So Paul, it seems like you have this work-life balancing down where you're able to, uh, you know, draw boundaries in your business. You choose who you get to do business with. You said you're focusing on listings. So that's really cool. Um, and then you get to spend weekends with the wife and the fam and, uh, you know, pretty cool. on being an empty nester this summer, uh, hoping you enjoy it. I'm sure it'll go by quick. Um, but you know, and beyond that, Paul, just quick question. Did you sell your son is home or, you know, he fun, yeah, that
2: that's the only house I represent the buyer in the last 12 months was, was okay. one deal. Super proud of my son. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's turning 22. He's on his awesome. second house. He's paid cash for both of them and just, uh, excuse me
1: (laughs) that's crazy i'm 24 and just closed on my first home and um it's been impossible but obviously did he live at home with you guys
2: uh yeah he he lived at home till he was he wanted to buy a house before he was 18 but you can't sign a contract so he he did wait till he's 18 uh moved out bought a house we sold that he bought his second house and um you know i think they'll be starting a family soon
1: Ah, oh, so cool, Paul. That's, I'm sure you're proud. That's really cool. Uh, thanks for sharing some yeah. details there. Um, but Paul, let's talk production a little bit now. Um, and iconing, right? That's why you're here. You're an icon agent on the icon podcast. Pretty cool. Um, you know, top 3% of the company. If I'm probably like 2.5, there's only about 2,400 icon agents. So that's really cool. So Paul, um, Let's talk production you know what's the average housing price look like for you in your area in florida and um you know how many houses do you need to sell to be able to cap out
2: so my my average sale price is actually lower because i specialize in the senior market Mm -hmm. so um before i became a listing agent i kind of studied the sales you know um you know you know why people are moving who's moving how often they're moving I just got to turn off the printer. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, how often they're moving. And, you know, I decided to work the senior market. Okay. So again, my average sale price is lower than the average sale price in, uh, in Palm beach County. Um, so my average sale price, I think is somewhere between two and 300,000.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so it probably would take me, you know, eight or 10 transactions to cap. And then another 20 deals so it would take, you know, it's, I, I think the magic number, it's probably pretty close around the country is probably 30 plus deals, you know, uh, two and a half to three deals a month. Um, last year was my best year, I think I personally closed um, 233 transactions. And I think the volume was like 50 or 60 million.
1: Awesome. That's awesome. And I always like to ask that question to be able to kind of gauge uh what different icons are up against, right? So um <clears throat> in Alaska, they've got to sell a lot more homes than they have to do in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Excuse my voice. Um, but anyway, um, so that's that's a great question to kind of gauge where you're at. And then my next question is gonna be, you know, beyond production, beyond you know, just selling homes and making a commission, you also have to step back and really put yourself into the, the culture at eXp, whether you're mentoring or teaching or vetting other icons, you have that cultural commitment to get that other half of your cap back. So Paul, that being said, you know, what is your cultural commitment and why do you choose to go with that?
2: So um, the, my first couple of years of the culture commitment were actually uh, uh, interviewing other icon agents Mm -hmm. um this year they did change that i didn't you know we run a huge team here in in south florida so i did not have the time to uh teach the on the classes so i didn't end up capitalizing on the second half of my cap and i didn't go to the national events either so um it's you know my culture requirement is more you know geared to the team not not so much um you know to to get the eight thousand dollars back from uh, sure okay
1: Awesome. And, uh, you know, gearing it towards your team and being able to, uh, you know, invest in them kind of helps you in the long run anyway, commission wise, it kind of just makes up for itself, which is great. And, you know, the value to your team and to the people that you care about, we love to hear that. And Paul, for my last question, when it comes to your Icon Award, it's going to be what's your favorite part, right? So you're earning cap back in stock. Um, You get the opportunity to go to eXpCon and shareholders and what else? A big glass, shiny trophy, reputability.
2: Yeah, they they changed it this year. It's a a new cool shape.
1: Yeah, I I did notice that when people have been showing me on it. Yeah. Okay, so that's the new trophy?
2: Yeah, that's a new one.
1: Okay, so I've seen that one, and I've seen the old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm seeing the difference now. It's kind of getting sucked in your background, but we get the gist.
2: Yeah. So So what's your favorite part? My favorite part is actually – that they actually recognize you. It's not not even so much about the $8,000. They actually, it's the only company that I've worked at that, that they actually do kind of give you an attaboy pat on the back. Yeah. Hey, we, we know you're something special, you know, and, and we want to congratulate you. Um, and that's, that's probably goes a lot longer than the $8,000 we, that we get back. Most Icon agents are making easy six figures, so it, it, it's – it's um, it's just a thank you from the company that uh, it's probably the most valuable. So. Sure,
1: I love that. And, and
2: uh, you know, referrals too. The the Icon referral group. I mean, I can tell all uh, the people listening to the podcast. And you know, four years, I've got more exp referrals than I did in not my first twenty years of my real estate career. So.
1: Isn't that crazy? That's awesome though. Um, and you know, just just part of what makes being an icon agent, you know, so worth it and keeping that on your list of uh, not only goals but but like a standard for yourself, right? Something that you uh, definitely expect from yourself every year. And Paul, for somebody that is maybe new to EXP, either they're a rookie or they've just come over for another brokerage. What does iconing in their first year look like for them? Is that going to be possible? What are some major mistakes to avoid? And, uh, you know, just some advice for them to be able to achieve such a crazy, awesome goal.
2: Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, uh, the goal we set for the new agents that work on the team here is to cap. Mm-hmm. Um, that way they're not turning down any business. They're, you know, they're working, <coughs> excuse me, every lead that comes in. You know, I, I, the mistake I see a lot of agents where they're coming up short of hitting the icon status is they're only working a certain price range. Mm-hmm. They're only working a certain price range when they still have to complete their 20 transactions. They're out of their comfort zone and they're not giving the customer service that they should. And they're having trouble closing deals that are not in their their wheelhouse. So, yeah. you know, even though it, it sounds like every time I explain the icon program to top producers, they say, oh, that's easy. I can do that very, very fast. What happens mm-hmm. is you might have a slow quarter you're you're you might have one good sale to get you there but then you got to do 20 more deals so it's it's always you know i i think i mean i close about 20 deals a month so i think the longest it's taken me was about three or four months to icon but everybody that that on our team that hits icon is is always scratching and clawing right right at the deadline i I don't know how they figured Mm -hmm. out the mathematics so well but the um and it was kind of cool. I mean, if the word could get out there, so like, so it's five thousand dollars post cap transaction fees. I think this this year will be the first time that I actually did ten thousand dollars post cap transaction fees. Maybe they should come out with the double icon award. We don't. Need I agree. Them, but I cool think
1: seriously. So. The past five guests that I've had on this, Paul, are like, we want more. We want higher bar to set, right? So, um, and I think, you know, um, EXP may not be doing like a double icon award, but it looks like maybe after the shareholders breakfast, they're looking to make iconing a little bit of a more elite status. Okay. Um, cool. So, you know, they've got, they introduced like a point system to make that cultural commitment a little more complex. And, okay. um, you know, I would imagine they, they might be upping the, the production requirements within the okay. next several years because people want a higher bar to shoot for, um, which is crazy, but I respect it. And um, Paul, you know, it's it's a tough goal to icon within your first year, but leaning into your mentors, focusing on that production, taking, um, you know, every deal that comes your way, because those 20 transactions, they matter. You don't want to miss iconing by two transactions. And it's happened. Yep which would definitely suck. Um, so Paul, were you ever skeptical of EXP when it was first introduced to you? Like from being in the game for a while, did it seem too good to be true?
2: No, no. And I, and I was, you know, I was the first top agent probably in the Palm Beach County area to, to come over, which mm-hmm. kind of made it exciting for me when somebody introduced me to EXP, the fact that I hadn't heard of it. And I actually just truly paid attention to, I didn't care what the name of the company was. I just truly paid attention to what they offered, mm-hmm. it was a no-brainer. As soon as you start talking to your friends and family, oh, I've never heard of them, you know, who else is there? When did they open? You know, have you talked to the leaders? You know, I mean, you, you could get an opinion, you, you could talk yourself out of anything in the world, you know, the more sure. opinion you get. So I just put my head down, I focused, and when I met with my with the Remax brokers, they said, EXP, I've never heard of it. I mm-hmm. said, that's why I love it. I said, you're gonna, you're gonna hear of it soon, I, I may as well be the first agent to make the, the shift. And I think when I started four years ago at eXp in the state of Florida, there was like seven or 800 agents. It's now 9,000 agents in the state of Florida. Um, and it's, you know, we, we've changed brokers three times. Each time has been an improvement. You know, they're scaling up. You know, they, they, they know what the, their, their, their pulse is on on the, you know, way ahead of where it should be. It's, it's crazy.
1: Absolutely. And um, so, you know, EXP is a flagship, right? And it is just, it's blazing a trail. Other brokerages are trying to copy it, but it's it's not going to be you know, think about the stock here. Think about the uh, the level of uh, established that EXP is. They've put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into getting ahead of other brokerages, and you know that pace. As long as we keep it growing and keep it going, you know, we're over eighty three thousand agents. It's not really a matter of if you come over; it's when. So, agents that are maybe looking to make the move, Paul, or um, you know, they're skeptical. They see the greener grass, but they're nervous to break up with their broker and come over and they hear that EXP is a pyramid scheme and a cult and all these crazy things that other brokers make up. So what would you either, you know, two options. What would you say to your past self to get you to have made the move sooner? Or what would you say to somebody watching right now to kind of nip them in the butt to make the move?
2: Two great questions. I don't think I would have made the move earlier. The It was kind of the perfect storm. The REMAX was closing the office that I was working out of. I was having my best year at the time. So I was starting to already question how much I was paying them. Mm -hmm. It was really just being at the right place at the right time. So, you know, I don't know that I would actually um, moved any sooner. So it it was a good fit. The only um, skepticism that, that we hear is, is uh, all you guys do is recruit at EXP. I mean, it's not a small company anymore. I mean, I, I, think in the United States we're bigger than Remax now. So if they, if they choose to still ignore that we're actually a productive real estate company here and the fact that they, they, you know, like in any, any different sports, they're paying the best agents to come here. So sure. if, if the top echelon of agents is here and they're being compensated for it, why would other people not want to follow? Um, If you walk into any regular brokers now, they're going to try to say, you know what? It's very hard to make it. Why don't don't you talk to the top agent here, join his team or her team, and that way they're out of the broker's hair. Here, we have that organically anyway, because you have these seven levels of people willing to help you. Um, Yes, it does help a little more if they are local, where you can see, touch, and feel the agents in your area. So um, I can tell you, out of the ninety agents that I've sponsored, everyone has been local. Everyone mm-hmm. has been in Palm Beach County. Um, so my reach, my when I when I sponsor somebody, I do want to be able to actually teach them what I'm, you know, my whole you know playbook from start to finish, and that's why an out of state sponsor for me. I did feel like I would maybe doing that agent a disservice. I don't have the relationships with the different brokers. I don't know how to do business there. I don't know how to write a competitive offer. Um, So I I really um, have only sponsored people that within 30 minutes of my local office.
1: Sure. Okay. That definitely makes sense. And um, it's a nice... uh... You know, boundary to, to draw to make sure that you're there and you're involved with them. But that's, you know, not always the case, too. Mm-hmm. You are able to do um, mentorships and sponsorships from, you know, across the country. If you so choose, I have people doing it, looking to do it internationally, right? They're getting ready mm-hmm. to go to yeah. Italy and Europe to spread to spread the good word of the EXP to other sure. agents out there. So um, it's pretty, it's a cool opportunity if you're looking, you know, not to stay within only your market. But that's a great option too. Uh, just kind of depending on the type of type of teacher and uh, learning environment that you like.
2: The one one more thing I want to um and and I don't and, and a lot of people ask me, oh, teach me what you do for age and attraction. Um, I don't sell EXP. The There's really nothing to sell. It's a platform to work mm-hmm. on. It's a great community feel. And really, if you think about it, it doesn't have to be a perfect fit. It really just has to be better than where they're at now. So I, I feel like sometimes you know, no matter what brokerage you're at, people kind of throw up on you about their brokerage. Like, you know, I don't really talk much about revenue share, or stock. I, I want to get these people in production, uh, fall in love with the company, and then it'll sell itself. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the, the way it should be done. And, and a lot of people who have you know, brought people over to EXP, promised when the world didn't happen. And then you, you could get a bad name that way as well. So I, I don't want anything, my name attached with anything that was uh, somebody regretted coming over here.
1: Absolutely. I love that, Paul. And, you know, we're, we're looking to attract agents. Nobody wants to sell eXp. You know, you go to the mall and those kiosk, people are like here, here, here. Right. And nobody likes that feeling. Um, and so, you know, here at eXp, they try to avoid that feeling. They want you to feel like, um, you know, it's your idea to come over because it is your career. And eXp is really just like the skeleton. It's just bones for you to build your brand on. And that's important to understand when, you know, conducting your research about making the move. Yep. Well, Paul, um, we're coming up on over twenty-five minutes here. I think it's been an awesome episode. Uh, do you have, you know, anything that you'd like to wrap it up with today as we say goodbye?
2: Sure. So, um, anybody, even if you're not in our organization and you need help, you need to reach out. I'm always around. You can find me on Facebook Workplace, Instagram, regular Facebook. I'll give you know my phone number is five six one two five one five two nine six. My website is with my first and last name, paulsaperstein.com. And I look f- forward to helping the next generation agents. And it was uh, a pleasure to be on the Icon uh, podcast. I hope to meet the uh, the owner soon.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul, will you be at EXPCon.
2: I won't. No.
1: <laughs> well, I was like, I'd introduce you guys there, but okay, Paul. Yeah. Um, well, we put on some conferences every yeah. year, so yeah. I'll get you. I'll get you invited. No, I've, to give, I've given
2: out the name. Of, I don't know if anybody signed up yet, but I have given out Justin's or uh, well, the name of the company.
1: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. Sphere Rocket with Justin Nelson. Um, great company these VAs make my world go round. So um, Paul, thank you so much for your time today. I guess I won't see you in Vegas, but I hope to see you around soon. Maybe I'll see
2: you in Nashville one day.
1: Hey, <laughs> I'd love to be your personal yeah. tour guide. So you let you me know. Got it. <laughs> you guys Take care. Bye.